Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. God, I thank you that you would touch our ears, let us hear exactly what we need to hear today. God, you know where we are on the journey of our life, the challenges, the struggles, So we pray that you speak to us, God, and help us to be successful in the life that you've given us to live. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Have you ever found a truth that was a game changer for you? I mean, like it just changed the way you thought about everything, or it changed the way you did everything that you do. A game-changing thought, a game-changing revelation, game-changing information And it's like it turns your world upside down. Or maybe, like hearing the message of Jesus, it turned your world right side up. And and now you look at the world from a completely different perspective. And all your decisions are affected by that. Uh, But what about people that have never heard that life-changing information? That's what I want to talk about today. Paul says it this way in Romans 10, 13 through 15. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. This series, I want to talk to you about how will they know? How will they know? And here's the good news, that everyone can receive salvation. You don't have to be special. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to call on the name of the Lord. And you can be saved. Everyone Everyone who reaches out to God and says, help me, I really need your help, I need you in my life, are automatically in a better position than when they, before they called out for help. Anyone who turns to Jesus and says, I need you, will be saved. This is the good news. I'm excited about how God forgives us. I'm excited that you and I can call on him even after we've made countless mistakes and we can be saved. All the wrong stuff in our past can be wiped out. We can be forgiven. And this is the good news. It's good news for all of us. Now, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm glad that God doesn't make us jump through hoops. I'm glad that there aren't a thousand requirements for salvation. It's not by works. It's by calling on the name of the Lord. It's by confessing. God, I need your help. Jesus, I need you that we can be saved. God gives us an opportunity to start fresh. And this is really good news. That no matter how much wrong you've done in your life, you can come to Jesus and all of that can be forgiven. We can be forgiven and receive a do-over. We can be made new. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But here's the thing. Romans 10 13 through 14, everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? 
And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Everyone can be saved that calls on the name of the Lord. But what happens in the event that somebody doesn't know who to call on? Or maybe somebody doesn't know how to call. What a terrible predicament to be in. To need help but not know how to ask for it. And this is Paul's point. Everyone can be saved, but they have to call on the name of the Lord. Everyone can be saved, but they have to put their trust in Jesus. But how do they know how to do that? It is our divine responsibility to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus did. It is our divine responsibility to tell people who Jesus is and what Jesus did. See, this is where we come in. This is our job. This is our part of God's plan. It's our job. It's our divine responsibility to tell people who Jesus is and what Jesus did. When I was a kid, <clears throat> I grew up around a lot of people that were already Christians. They already believed in God. They already went to church on Sunday. They had heard the Bible stories along with me. They knew David and Goliath, and they knew Samson, and they knew the heroes of the faith, and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, uh, and I took it for granted that everybody knew the same things that I knew. I took it for granted that everybody knew about Jesus the way that I knew about Jesus. Then when we started Hope, I, I should, all those years ago, when I started Hope, I realized that there were different people from different backgrounds, different cultures, and I was surprised that not everybody knew the same Bible stories. Right. Not everybody knew these parables. Not everybody knew these rich stories in Scripture. And yes, not everybody knew Jesus, at least not like many of the people in the room here do. It's one thing to hear about Jesus, have heard about Jesus. It's another thing to know Jesus and to build a relationship with him. This developed in me a keen awareness that not everyone knows. We live in a mission field. So often we take it for granted that people around us already know Jesus. We take for granted that the relationship that we already have with Jesus, that other people have a similar relationship. And we assume everybody knows. What you take for granted could save someone else's life. I think this is what we have to see. What you and I might be taking for granted could be saving somebody's life right now. The information that you know about Jesus... There are countless other people that don't know that information. The stories that you've heard so many times, maybe you're tired of hearing them. Other people haven't heard about Jesus, about the cross, about the miracles, about the parables. Countless people that have never heard that. They might know something. They may have heard of Jesus. And the movies and the media continues to paint pri the primary picture that many people see of Jesus, and it's either distorted or negative or incomplete at best. How will they know if you and I don't tell the story? 
It's not good enough for a preacher to talk about it. It's not good enough for a pastor to talk about it. We all have to talk about it. This is our shared responsibility as Christians. This is we're all on this level playing field. We're all at the table sitting here receiving a responsibility and a mandate. To accomplish his purpose, we must all talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus did. You know, there's this thing called noise pollution and <clears throat> noise pollution in the natural is unwanted or unusually loud sounds that can interfere or damage hearing. Right. Well, in the spiritual, there's also a noise pollution. That happens that it's where there's distracting or damaging voices that would interfere with your relationship with God. And these voices and influences are trying to pull people away from their relationship or their discovery of who God is. And there are many different voices talking these days in our culture, in our world, online, on social media. We have spiritual noise pollution. There's so much information out there in this information age. Not all of it's good. Some of it's helpful. Some of it's not helpful. But how will people hear the most important information that they need to hear? There's a lot of information, right? There's information about how to make money. There's information about dating. There's information about traveling. There's information of all kinds. Some of it's helpful. Some of it is terrible. But there's only one message that will save your life and save the life of others. And that's the message of Jesus Christ. How will people hear that message clearly? Unless somebody tells them. Especially people that don't go to church. Maybe people that are in your life, in your circle that God has allowed you to have relationship with. Maybe they've never gone to church. Maybe they've been traumatized by circumstances that they've had in religion and they're not ready. How will they know? How will they know? Romans 10, 14 says, but how can they call on him that saves unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him unless they've heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Somebody has to tell them. God wants us to be heralds. A herald is an official messenger, right? Normally somebody that a king sends or somebody that is proclaiming something that's coming down from high government office, a herald, somebody that's serving in an official capacity to give important information. God wants us to be heralds. A herald is a sign that something is about to happen. When we came to Christ, we all became heralds. Whether you know it or not, you're sitting beside a herald today. Whether you know it or not, you're a herald. And it is our divine responsibility to herald the good news. What is the good news? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. 
it is our divine responsibility to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus did and how that plays into God's great plan for humanity. We have a responsibility to talk about Jesus. It's not just a good idea. It's a divine mandate. How will they know? How will they know how to be saved? How will they know who to put their trust in? How will they know what's really going on unless someone tells them? This is our divine responsibility. Romans 10, 14 and 15. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him that they've not heard about? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go tell them without being sent? How will they go without being sent? And that's where we are today. That's what the message is about today is. Some people are ready to be sent. They just don't know that they need to go. Some people are almost ready to be sent. But the message is God is sending us. It's not just enough to be able to talk about Jesus, what he did, who he is, but we have to turn that into action. I think it's a sad thing to be able to do something good and not do it. It's different when you aren't able to do something yet and you're still trying to wrap your head around it. But once you know how to do it and you don't do it. Scripture says, actually, that's well, that's sin. It's sin to be able to do good and not do it. Faith without works is dead, James tells us. Your testimony without articulation becomes dead. It doesn't mean much if the story stops with you. But when you begin to articulate what God has done for you, that's something. When you begin to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus did, that testimony can change the world. That testimony can change your community. That testimony can change your family. Some people are ready today, but they just need to be sent. How will they go unless they're sent? Today is about being sent. It's not so much about me sending you. It's not Pastor Joshua sending you. That really wouldn't mean much. It's about God sending all of us. It's about God revealing to us that it is our divine mandate, our divine responsibility to talk about who Jesus is and what Jesus did. It's not religious. It's a responsibility. See, sometimes the story that we've been told and the world is telling us this and the culture is telling us this and the spirit that is anti Jesus Christ is telling us, Shh, don't that's you're just being religious. Don't talk about Jesus in public forums and public spaces. That's that's inappropriate. But really. That's the spirit of anti-Jesus Christ, right? There's a spirit 
the Bible tells us that we'll be anti-Jesus Christ. Jesus said, actually, the spirit of anti-Jesus Christ is already among you. That's the same spirit that crucified, the spirit that was behind the people that crucified Jesus. That same spirit is at work today trying to get you to close your mouth and might try to crucify you if you open your mouth, right? You ever felt like if I open my mouth and talk about Jesus Christ in this type of environment, I might get crucified? It's the spirit of the anti-Christ. The spirit of anti-Jesus Christ. But how will they know if somebody doesn't take a risk? Risk being embarrassed. Risk being ostracized. Risk being talked about. Risk about being thought religious. But how will they know? How else? Isn't their life worth it? To give them the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. The greatest information is inside of you and me. The information that can save lives. So today is our reminder of our divine responsibility. How else will they know? Would you bow your heads with me today? God, I thank you for what you did 2,000 years ago. You died on a cross to forgive us of our sin, to make us right again with you, to reconnect us to the family of God, to make us sons and daughters, to blot out all of our past mistakes. You did that for us when you died on the cross. And then you ask us to pay it forward, or rather you've told us, you've commanded us to pay it forward. How will they know? How will our coworkers know? How will our family members know? How will the people in our community know if somebody with a good heart and good news doesn't tell them? God, stir our hearts to see the revelation of how much you love people. God, let us love people the way that you love people. Let us love people enough to open up our mouths and share who Jesus is and what Jesus did. And maybe as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, you say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying and I, I agree with it. But first, I need to make sure that I'm right with Jesus. I feel like I've drifted in my relationship with him and I need to reconnect with him. I need to make sure that I'm solid in my relationship with Jesus. If that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you today. Amen. Amen. The most important decision that we make is when we say yes to Jesus. Or maybe you say, I've been around Religion. I've been around people that have talked about Jesus, but I've never really had that relationship with Jesus. If either one of those is you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you right now. If you lift that up your hand, you can say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for loving me when I was doing all the wrong things. Thank you for dying on the cross for me.
Thank you for forgiving me. I accept your free gift of salvation. Jesus, I'm sorry for the wrong things I've done. I want to lay all that down. I want to do my life differently. Help me do that. Give me the strength to do that. I want to follow you. Jesus, lead me. Jesus, guide me. Jesus, be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, let's give God the praise today. Wow. I'm excited about what God is doing, and I'm so proud of you if you lifted your hands, if you committed your life to Jesus, or you recommitted your life to Jesus. Get around some good people. Get around some people that are charged up in their faith. It's better and it's easier to do life when you do life with people that believe in Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.